Hello and welcome to Captivate Insider, episode number 15. My name's Gary, I'm your host, I'm the head of design here at Captivate, and each week I take you behind the scenes of what we're up to and some of our features and chat to one of our team members to see what they're up to and dig into some tips and tricks about using those features to make sure your podcast is as good as it can be. I hope you are keeping well and safe and that you are smashing through your podcast goals and thank you for coming back to listening. If you've listened to our podcast for a while now, then it's great to have you here. And if you just discovered Captivate Insider, it's also great to have you here. Welcome aboard, everybody. This week, I am chatting to Pierre, one of our developers. You've heard him on the show before. Very cool guy. This week, we are talking about one of our great features here at Captivate. It's our guest booking management tool. So this is where, as a Captivate user, you can send out a link to your guests so that they can book themselves on your show. You can block out your calendar, your schedule, for example, and do all of your settings within Captivate. And also, as a guest, as somebody who wants to appear on your podcast with that link, they can also set their own booking date and time, and they can choose from your your calendar, etc. and they can upload all their details, uh, like their profile image, their bio, social media links, their website, etc. so that you as a Captivate user, later on you can use that information within your show notes dynamically, and it can populate all that stuff. Uh, which is all very cool. So uh, Pierre has worked on this. He wasn't the lead dev, but he's uh, he's worked on it a bunch since then. And uh, we're going to chat about that. And we've got a fun little quirky question to finish up the interview with. So stick around for that. So without further ado, here is my chat with Pierre. Enjoy. Hello, hello, and welcome to Captivate Insider's interview segment of the show. I'm joined once again by our developer and all-round good guy. It's Pierre. How are you, sir? Hello, I am well, Gary. Uh, and yourself? I'm very well, thank you, Pierre. Yeah, it's great to have you back on again to talk about some technical stuff, some dev stuff, and some of our some of uh, some thoughts around our feature that we're talking about this week, which is our guest booking feature and so on. So, how's the world of of dev in podcasting and all that? Everything treating you well? It's it's going pretty well. Uh, I'm doing a nice little mix of of new stuff and making stuff better, which is always like I don't know. There's definitely a perfectionistic sort of part of my personality that is just like, oh yes, polish the thing until it looks until it works really nice. And then yeah, you get a sense of satisfaction when you're like, yeah, that that now is very good. Uh, I read you. Yep. Yeah, pretty much the same dude. Gotta get that uh, gotta get that quality out the door. We've not we can't just ship stuff willy nilly and expect people to like it when it not yeah, I read you. I read you. Okay, so guest booking. It was a great feature to design and build. I know you weren't the lead dev on this, but it was a great, um, when we were going through the initial design and build process and so on, it was very cool to to look at uh, two very distinct use cases for this one. Because normally when you and I were going through a, a new feature or we're revising a current feature or so on, we've got our user-centric hats on, which is all good. But typically we're looking at just one type of user, right? It's the Captivate user who signed up and is using the platform and that's all good. But for guest booking, we had to take into account two types of very clear, two different paths there. So we had the the guys, our users, that obviously use Captivate, and they need to manage uh, the guest booking from, in, from the, an internal perspective. And then you've got the sort of Joe public, I guess, you know, the person who they're getting on their podcast, and they can also book themselves on and so on. So when it comes to features like this, how do you think about uh, different use cases, which are outside of the typical just our standard Captivate feature for a standard user. Well, it's interesting because like, you often end up thinking about quite a few different people, even with features that are not um, obviously directly 
useful. Like, obviously, our main focus is on helping podcasters, but their main focus is on the listeners, right? They don't, you know, they're they're primarily focused outwards. But kind of in in that respect, we have to care about the the, the end listener who is like one step removed from us. Um, so we, we're not just trying to make the feature that necessarily the podcaster wants. We want to make the feature that, you know, the podcaster's listener also wants, um, you know, and, and it's it's an interesting sort of balance. So, yeah, with this guest booking, obviously you have the, the podcaster and then the guest and then and then the people listening. So it's like three almost. So it's, yeah, it's another another layer. I, I, I think in general you know, when you're thinking about the person who's using your platform, you want to make everything super easy and nice to use um, and, and, and kind of powerful. Um, when you're trying to go for the like final end user, you want to make everything as kind of simple and and straightforward and and easy and smooth as possible. And sometimes those kind of goals kind of have to be have to be balanced a bit Um because, you know, making things super simple often means doing things in exactly one way, whereas being as powerful and flexible as you can be and, you know, allowing anyone to do anything is is more, you know, complex, usually. Um, and, I, yeah, I, th- I think it's just it's it's about balancing it to the right amount, um, because obviously, ideally, you, you just want everything you want. You want power and simplicity and all of the other things. Um, I don't know if I necessarily think specifically about um, one one person in, in my head. I, I just sort of, I, I think I try to, I try to usually just imagine myself uh, in the various roles. Uh, and, and I think that, I think everyone does that to an extent. And as long as we have like a bit of a diverse sort of selection of people working at Captivate, you sort of end up with something that balances a few different types of personalities, um, which I think is good. Mm, interesting. So, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's almost um, you need to balance those layers in in terms of the, the project uh, once it's out the door and it's delivered as a final thing to people. So I get it. Yeah, some people want the power of Grayskull and just want to do everything. <laughs> Other people just want to uh, sort of lightly go in. So that's we almost have that use case with some of the team member aspects we had within within captivate where you can assign somebody as a as a producer or a you know an editor and so on so they wouldn't go in necessarily and and use every single feature and want everything but they do want to go in and sort of pick out the little bits that they do need and and things like that so it's definitely a balancing act right a lot of plate spinning Mm. for that stuff which i get so yeah interesting answer dude and um uh the very nature of this uh project it's um you know there's uh it's i imagine from what you've said i'm going to skip forward a question there's a it is a big feature definitely it's one of those bigger ones that we've tackled um but there's also multiple points of this that are needed right throughout the entire thing so uh for anyone that's um that's not used this feature yet or is not a captivate user we have sort of three main areas really you've got the internal um settings where you can set up your 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 guest booking stuff and uh, and manage all the settings with your dashboard and things like that. You've also got the external public facing system where one of your guests can go on with a link that you send them and they self book them onto your podcast and do all that stuff. And then we also have a collection of emails too that follow that stuff up and keep everybody informed and whatnot. So what are the challenges of building and maintaining the code for for that? Because it does touch you know a few different parts of the the code base and the tech and so on. 
Yeah, well, um, we have, I mean, we have internally quite a few different sort of, yeah, absolutely different areas, like the sites and the uh, and the dashboard. So you have to be able to edit it, but you also have to be able to view it. And it all has to, like, there are different priorities at different points. So for anything that's like final user facing, you want, uh, you know, final listener facing or final guest facing uh, in this case, you want everything to be, you know, um, you know, it's as quick as possible, and it's it, and it, it it can't afford to waste anyone's time or do anything like that. I mean, obviously, no part of our thing tries to do that kind of stuff, but it's just a shifting in priorities. It's sort sort of like with the previous previous answer. Um, you know, and technically, um, sometimes you have to. Uh, it takes a little bit of time to like get your head into the correct um, code base because you're you're sort of looking at an entirely different thing, and it you know if you if you're rapidly ping ponging between two different ones, you can often just get kind of lost in 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 well, it takes you a bit more time to to get used to to each one, um, but you sort of get used to it and eventually it's 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 fairly natural, and then you get into the swing of it, and you're like, oh yeah, okay, now I'm now I'm pretty good at you know messing around in this area and then you go on to a different area where it's again novel territory um which i think is why like often with our features we we will um sort of do a bunch of different improvements in a given area because once you've got uh, familiar with it you can then see how it could be improved more clearly um and yeah so that's why we sort of you know go go do a bunch of stuff over here and then when we shift our focus and then we do a bunch of stuff over there. Um, and I think that's, I think that's a good way of doing things rather than necessarily like this full scattergun approach where you just try and hit everything all at once. And then, you know, you're, you're not as familiar with the system. Like definitely by the end of developing a given system, I feel like I'm pretty uh, knowledgeable about every single aspect of how it works. Um, uh, you know, so I have a weird obsessive amount of knowledge about guest booking <laughs> after I've worked on the guest booking system for a while. Yeah, sure. Yeah, super. So does that, do you find that's a little bit of a, you have to give your mind a bit of a reset when you, when you do switch between different things, because I imagine doing some of the dev features within our tech stack where you're using Angular and JavaScript and that kind of thing is very different to very plain old school HTML for emails. Yeah, um, it, it is interesting because, yeah, you, you do sometimes, uh, you, you, we sometimes use like the, the very latest tech and sometimes just because of the nature of the of the um, project, you have to use something that's a bit uh, older or a bit like more simple. I think so long as you stick to like a principle of trying to keep everything as simple as possible, um, usually it works out well. Um, yeah, it's it, it is an interesting one where, yeah, you sometimes find yourself time traveling a little bit because you're using some older code or older uh, approaches and you're like, wow, this is how things, how everyone was forced to work before. Man, that's this is a bad place. I hope to escape from this place soon. Um, but yeah, no, uh, it's, it's, it's all interesting. Um, and I think there are some things that are sort of true forever you know, like that. Even back in the day, you sort of had to pay attention to a whole bunch of stuff. It's just sometimes it was a bit more tricky to pay attention to that stuff because you had to just get it to work at all, um, and that was hard enough. So, yeah, I, I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, there is some interesting historical sort of <laughs> uh, archaeology, I guess, going on. 
um, occasionally. Yes, we're like the uh, the Indiana Jones and <laughs> Lara Crofts of of the yeah. podcast tech world, I guess. Yeah, emails somebody, especially, uh, yeah. As, as you bring up, are like much more restricted when it compared to you know the rest of the web basically because they were made in the 70s and were intended for sending like literal text messages so there is a reason why email you know your email client might not necessarily render everything just as nicely or might not have as many shiny things as um you know modern web page mm-hmm. yeah and somebody that who had a previous job as, so my one of my previous jobs is about uh, seven, eight years ago, maybe nine years ago now, was just designing and building HTML emails. Oof. It was horrendous. It was, oh, um, I am sorry for you, my yeah, friend. Yeah, yeah. Yep. It's, um, I've no idea what the state of that stuff is in now. I can't imagine <laughs> it's moved on too much, but it was one of those things where a, a button looks fantastic in Outlook. Yep. But then in every other thing, it was just terrible. <laughs> it was broken and didn't work. And, oh, it was yeah, it was yeah. fun, but it was horrendous at the same yeah. time. So I, I read you, dude. So, yeah, you've earned your stripes, I think, doing the old email stuff. But. <laughs> so the guest booking um, feature as a whole, then, is one of those things that it really does epitomize the whole. It's the t- saving time and money and reducing your production uh, costs and and that kind of thing, which obviously we're all about here at Captivate. A lot of our features are aimed at doing that, so that you're not you're not wasting that time and potentially money in having to do all of that you know laborious stuff. You can just get on and record your content and and do that fun stuff. And um, like we said about previous features here at Captivate, things like the show notes builder tool and some other bits, you know, it's one of those things where you've you've probably used an external tool to manage all that stuff up to a certain point. Now you can do it within the platform. So uh, asking you this question as a as a developer and not an active podcaster, do you also see the value in sort of, you know, saving the time and money with a feature like this? Or is it just another like, oh, it's just another feature that I'm going to dev and get out the door? Do you try and have that sort of empathetic, put yeah, myself I mean- in their shoes? Yeah, I think I think you know any good developer has to has to have a lot of empathy. Um, otherwise, you'll just you know you'll write the feature just to the specification you've been given, um, and and often miss the sort of forest for the trees. You know, um, you'll be a bit too specific, and you'll be like, "Yes, well, it technically works fine," and then like any user trying to use it will struggle tremendously because you know you have no empathy for. Uh, them so i think i think that's that's definitely uh, a very important like a- absolutely essential part of any kind of development um i think that like one of the things that's quite nice is that because we're sort of focused on podcasts specifically we can kind of um have a bit of a sort of spear of like focus on um okay so if i was if i had to make a generic guest booking platform I would, you know, include all sorts of other features, maybe, or it would be kind of somewhat unfocused, um, and that's good because, yeah, okay, if you're if you're just having a generic guest guest booking platform, yeah, okay, that's that's fine. Whereas we can know that, okay, our people are making podcasts specifically, and therefore they have like really specific things that they need to 
do that. And there's also specific things that they don't need. And I think, I don't know if, if this sort of resonates with your experience as a designer, but often it's like choosing not to include stuff is as important as choosing to include stuff. Like the stuff you don't include that like avoids the person having the mental sort of clutter of of having to, you know, deal with some some feature that they actually don't use is 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 a real you know it's a benefit it's like being able to focus on the on the actual bits that people need for this use case um and and yeah i think i think that helps us a lot to make features that are like sort of because they're more specialized be a bit more um useful for uh, like this specific use case um you know, it's not to knock on the, the the generic ones. It's literally just that they can't focus specifically on podcasts because they have to, you know, account for all the other cases in which, you know, a person might want to book a calendar event or whatever. Um, and yeah, I think I think that's that's a real like nice sort of advantage we have. Um, yes. Yeah. Very true. And that's almost a trick question, dude. So you, you answered that perfectly. Oh. So if you'd have just said no... <laughs> <laughs> or something along the lines of I just build it as I'm given then that would classic be. answer <laughs> yes the classic developer answer like well I've built it as you've as you've designed it what else do you want you know yeah. whereas I'm not just saying this because Pierre's on by the way dear listener uh, Pierre's one of our developers that like all you know like everyone everybody on the team is very much like well We've designed it, even when we get sort of like the latter third, like the final acts of the play, if you like, when we're doing a feature, Pierre will say something like, actually, we've designed it this way, but this would be very cool. Or like this bit would be very cool, or let's include this, or have you thought about this? So yeah, Pierre's definitely one of the developers. This is almost like a sort of future cv for you this podcast just give it to future I'll employers and it'll be like take oh. a recording of that yeah. like little 10 seconds and just be like yeah put that put that on my cv um, <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not just blowing smoke up pierre's ass he's a, he's a very, yes, he's very performing cool. a very good function of cv writing for me in the future <laughs> yeah it's uh which is which actually makes um actually makes getting these features out the door very um What's the word? I'm sure there's a word for this. So we, we we stick to the plan most of all because we plan stuff very well and we've you know we've executed that stuff and um uh, we get to that last bit though and um our our MD Mark is very much uh uh, uh sort of uh, pushes this kind of thing where okay we've got this to a certain point but I'm sure we can make this you know give it that extra ten percent and make it you know a, a really good feature into a great feature and that kind of thing and Pierre very much plays into that where we'll be halfway through or like I said in the final bit and be like actually guys this will be very cool so um yeah I get that from a dev perspective dude though it's like um a bit of a specialized thing sometimes and you know putting yourself in yeah, so I, I totally get that it's um, yeah I, I mean to to sort of expand on that I definitely think that like it's 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 you don't necessarily know the destination you want to get to right at the beginning, which I think sometimes devs want incredible specificity up front. And usually, unless the problem has already been solved, um, in which case, sort of, why are you solving it? Um, you're not going to know ahead of time what the best solution is. Usually, you have to like try a little bit. And then maybe after trying a little bit, you realize that some of what you were doing is not that important and the other part is really important and so you need to like change direction a little bit 
And that's not necessarily, you know, you don't necessarily want to be just totally blowing in the wind, you know, like, oh, if anything changes, then you suddenly, you know, go back to a different approach. But it is true that after you've done a little bit of development, you will have a much better idea of like the the whole nature of the problem space and hopefully the nature of the solution. You know, you'll you'll be like, you'll just have more information on which to go. And I think if you try and be too upfront about everything, you will end up um, just solving a problem that maybe didn't exist. Um, right, right. I read you. Yeah. So I, I tweeted out something the other day. And uh, again, our MD Mark, he, he's typical style, teased me a little bit, but said, um, I retweeted another designer that said, you know, a, a good designer will have to go through um, putting out loads of junk before you get to that final you know, cool bit. And that's kind of what you're saying, right? You, you, you don't want to be a hundred percent bang on perfect or try to be, should I say right at the beginning, because there's always that sort of process of, um, uh, sort of open comms and people talking about things. And as you go through it, you sort of realize that actually, yeah, we, we you know, we probably should do things this way or we considered this or not considered that. And yeah, so that's great. And that's how we work in Activate. That's why we, uh, that's why we move quickly or can move quickly and get some, some really good stuff out which is good. So from um, the other side of the coin that I mentioned earlier, then the, uh, the, the guests that people book onto their shows, the guests really love this feature as well. It's not just for the captivate user that's um, that has that tool to, uh, to go in and because one of the great things is that this is not just a very simplistic. Um, here's a link to the guest. Go and click that select the time. There's a lot more, in terms of features and settings within that for a Captivate user. So you can block out your calendar. You can say how long your default interview times are. You can block out specific dates where you're not going to be available and 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 all that kind of thing. So for the guests, though, they can go on and they can choose a date and time that suits them. And all the details about the podcast that they're going to be guesting on is there. And there's notes from the host. It's like, yeah, make sure you wear headphones and and all that kind of stuff or any other requirements. So Pierre, if you were if you were guesting on a podcast, if somebody had sent you that link, is that something that you would think, you know, from a podcast industry kind of thing? Would you would you think, oh, that's a really cool professional looking feature? Or would you if some if somebody said to you, right, Pierre, I want you on my podcast, and they just sent you a, a Google Calendar link, would you think, oh, actually that's, you know, expected that's cool versus this approach with the full-on guest booking thing would you think actually this is very very cool and professional yeah i mean i think i think there's always uh, a certain nice factor when you know something is not just obviously sort of cobbled together by um by the person as like a custom solution to uh a problem like yeah obviously the person could send you an email saying hey man on the 27th come and talk to me or whatever and maybe they forget to say some of the important things like i think that's that's another sort of nice thing where we kind of we kind of prompt you uh, we prompt the captivate user to like ask the right questions to um let the guest know the sort of information that they'll want and because we've you know solved this you know we've spent a bunch of time on this i think that the way we've presented the information is super clear you're not going to get like people getting the wrong time or the wrong date or whatever i think that like there's a lot of seemingly relatively simple innocuous things that i think go into making it seem a lot more professional and um yes it's just 
be a bit a bit more um intuitive for the person at the other end and ultimately like we sort of want to get out of get out of their way right we want it to be so obvious what the next step is and what they need to do that they hardly even notice um and i think that's that's really important like your your, your guest is going to notice when you accidentally say like oh yeah it's friday the 16th but actually friday is the 15th and uh you've screwed up you know like that classic mis- miscommunication where they think it's the friday and you think <laughs> it's the 16th but actually those two dates are different and like uh you know like you only notice it when it's going wrong in that way right and and that's the sort of thing where i think having like a tool like this can actually make it so that you know it just removes any chance of you know mistakes that are easy enough to make if you're just i don't know typing in your own um dates or sending a calendar invite or whatever and as i say all of the extra little little bits um you know about you know your the fact that for example your guest can put in like a a biography and a profile picture and then you can have access to that automatically rather than you having to pester them for it um after the fact you know maybe they maybe they're a very busy person who uh has some time to fill out your to fill out you know the guest information but when you chase them four weeks later, will not have that information. Well, you know, like the fact that we capture that at the point at which they're booking is, I think, you know, a very smart thing because now you don't have to pester your guest to give you the information that you're going to include in the like, you know, in the information section or or whatever. I think, I think there's just a lot of like little things that add up to it being pretty smooth. Um, mm. And yeah, I think that's that's really that's that's really good. Um, yeah, it is good. And as a follow-on to that, you mentioned being able to capture all the details for your guests at the time of booking and so on. So they can upload a profile picture. They can give you their social links and their bio, as you said, and some other bits and pieces of their website. The very cool follow-on thing from that is it, that also works very well with some of the other features within Captivate. So when you're building your show notes, for example, you can use our dynamic shortcodes and just pull in that guest information and it just populates your show notes for you which again feeds into that whole time saving thing within your workflow which is just amazing and uh, you can also use it as your episode idea so when you're planning your your episodes with our recent um, uh, episode idea creator and research links and that kind of thing you can add all of your research links you can add all your guest info and then if you've set up your show notes templates and so on when you get to converting that episode that idea into an episode and so on it just does it all it's like it's all there and it's yeah it's amazing so um yeah it's very cool and i was actually on the other end of this so um mark and i guested on a podcast last night and they use captivate and they sent me the link and i jumped on and i was like this is fantastic who did this this is really cool so yeah it's very cool it's a very cool thing um okay to finish up a bit of a fun cheesy question for you then so for podcasters that have got like a sort of an interview based format show and or for podcasters that have guests on their show regularly, uh, as we said, it's it's a cool feature because it you know makes your your life easier and so on. So if you were podcasting, Pierre, mm-hmm. and you had an interview based thing, and you're like, oh, now I've solved all that stuff, now I can concentrate on getting some great people on. Who would you have on your podcast? It's one of those cheesy, you know, alive or dead sort of thing. Who would you have on if you only had one episode as well? Just uh, a bit more pressure see, on you. Yeah. yeah, this is a challenge. Uh, like. So, um, if like probably actually the most interesting person to have on, uh, 
there's this guy called um, Samo Burja, who, uh, who I'm probably mispronouncing his name, and he does like some really good, um, you know, he does some really good like political commentary and stuff like that. And I'm like, that guy is switched on. And he sounds like super interesting to talk to and would have all sorts of interesting opinions. However, I think that that is like the that's like the serious answer. Whereas like the fun answer is, I think I would go for like either Trent Reznor from Nine Inch Nails, because I really like his music and would love to pick his brains about various things, or uh, Brennan Lee Mulligan, who is, uh, uh, he's an improviser, um, and I really like comedy improv and uh, all sorts of stuff like that. So I think I think the funniest one would be the Brennan, Brennan guy. I think that would just be <laughs> great, and I would just have the best time. But like, definitely the Nine Inch Nails fanboy in me is like, you know Trent Reznor, so ugh, ugh, I can't choose. You're making Decisions. me choose between yeah. my children. Um, <laughs> but that's a good mix, though, dude. That's a good mix of like sort of political commentary, <laughs> music, and comedy. That's a good, yeah. That's, that's a good mix. You didn't say something like, "Oh, this developer that I sp- oh, yeah, spoke yeah. to on Twitter the other day." You know, so oh man, mix. I can now that you've said that, I can think <laughs> of like three developers who I'd also like to talk to. Ah, you see. You shouldn't have mentioned that because now maybe I'd pick oh. one of them. Well, actually, now's a good time for you to to kick off your, your interview-style-based yeah. podcast yourself. I'm sure the dude from Nine Inch Nails is up for it. I'm sure. I'm sure. My first podcast episode, I'll just, <laughs> I'll just snag an international uh, industrial star. Um, we shall see. Yeah. Um, and do you have an answer to this question? Are you? Oh, no, are you... I'm dreading you reflecting that back on oh, me. Of course, oh. of course. God, um, oh, you put me on the spot. I think, um, I, like me, you, Cap? I've got a, a number. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've already fulfilled that, oh, that I bucket see. list yes. check for me. So that's all good. I think it would probably be a mix of Mark Hamill. Oh, just because not just because of the star wars connection but just because he's such a fascinating dude he's worked on so many things and yeah you know lifelong fan of his stuff and he's a really cool guy so i think think, yeah that would be a fascinating interview and the other one would probably be oh i'm not sure oh it's it's probably about 10 15 if i sat and thought about long enough but i think the other one i'd really love to have on if he was alive would probably be prince oh from a musical uh yeah aspect yeah. No, that yeah that would be very interesting what a life you know and also not just because of his immense talent across various instruments and things but yeah just that life would be amazing to dig into mm. yeah yes. wow we've gone uh we've gone deep at the end of this one yep. so i think we'll wrap there so yeah captivate inside the listener you're if you're uh coming back and listening to another episode where you've heard pierre before then you'll you'll echo my thoughts that he's such a cool guy and um i know you're busy at the moment dude so uh, thank you very much for taking the time out of your morning to chat to me it's uh it's, it's been a good one thank you very much cheers big thank you there to pierre for taking the time out of his morning to chat to me about the guest booking feature and some of the dev and tech details there and i say this every week but i do mean it 100 percent. these guys are really busy we have a really full-on roadmap and lots of stuff going on. So it's very cool that they take time out of their day just to kick back and uh, and dig into some of the features that we've previously launched or, you know, something that we've launched a while ago, but we want to give uh, 
some details about how you can use it in your own podcast and so on. So a big thank you to Pierre, uh, a very cool guy, as I'm sure you'll all agree. And talking of features and stuff, if you're not using Captivate yet to power your podcast, you can do that with a free trial. Just head over to Captivate.fm, sign up there, kick the tires, everything's available, such as the guest booking feature that we've spoken about today and some of the very cool things throughout Captivate, such as our dynamic show notes builder tool, Amy, so you can dynamically insert ads, etc., everything's there go and give it a go and i'm sure you'll be impressed with our feature set and if you're hosting a podcast elsewhere that's all good but if you want to give us a try you can do that it's really quick and easy to transfer or import your podcast into captivate and again you'll have all the features there available to you so give that a go over at captivate.fm until next week for episode 16 take care of yourself keep smashing those podcast goals and happy podcasting